Welcome all you studiers out there, every one of you, we appreciate you. Here we are in the Wisdom of Solomon, and this is the last podcast of the Wisdom of Solomon. We're in chapter 17, and when we were in Exodus, I talked about the darkness that fell upon the Egyptians, and how it was different than any kind of darkness It was sent from the Lord, and how good the description of this in other places in the Bible, but it's also a great description here in chapter 17 of the Wisdom of Solomon. With that in mind, here we go. Chapter 17, Wisdom of Solomon, verse 1. For great are thy judgments, capital J, and cannot be expressed. Therefore, unnurtured souls have erred. Yeah, they would not be reformed, would they? Two, it says, for when unrighteous men thought to oppress the holy nation, they being shut up in their houses, the prisoners of darkness, and fettered with the bonds of a long night, lay there exiled from the eternal providence. In three it says, for a while they supposed to be hid in their secret sins, they were scattered under a dark veil of forgetfulness, being horribly astonished and troubled with strange apparitions. Now, this uh, forgetfulness is a curse, and it's used today. That's how Fauci can move the goalpost so many times, and people don't remember what he said two weeks ago. It's amazing to watch this work on people. They can't remember their own history. They can't remember the lies that were uh, in the propaganda machine from last week. And therefore, you see, they are ready to be plucked up okay by the world government and part, a big part of that is their forgetfulness in four it says for neither might the corner that held them keep them from fear but noises as of waters falling down sounded about them and sad visions appeared unto them with heavy continences. Five, no power of the fire might give them light, neither could the bright flames of the stars endure to lighten that horrible night. Only there appeared unto them a fire kindled of itself, very dreadful, for being much terrified. They thought the things which they saw to be worse than the sight they saw not. Okay, so part of it is their uh, illusions that they have. Their delusions. Okay, in seven, and this is back to their idolatry here, it says, as for the illusions of art, magic, capital M, they were put down 
and their vaunting in wisdom was reproved with disgrace. That's a big one, because they are haughty, uh, the uh, New Agers are. They're New Agers with the Old Age religion, the Egyptian religion, the mystery school of Egypt slash Babylon. And part of that is art magic. And it did not help them here at all, did it, in seven. And here goes the uh, magicians, and here, what do they say? For they that promise to drive away terrors and troubles from a sick soul were sick themselves of fear worthy to be laughed at. So there's your great potentate, your sorcerer, who promised that uh, he would give you wisdom and that he would protect you through his art magic, and it's just not working here. For them, in 9 it says, For though no terrible thing did fear them, yet being scared with beasts that passed by, and hissing of serpents, they died for fear, denying that they saw the air, which could of no side be avoided. Okay, now here they are, and that's literally uh, scared to death. 11, it says, for wickedness condemned by her own witness is very timorous and being pressed with conscience always forecasteth grievous things. So there is part of the, uh, the stupidity, the uh, uh, actual delusion of wickedness and what it does to people. It actually lets them, causes them to lose their mind here. And their conscience, of course, is uh, seared with a hot iron. Twelve, it says, for fear is nothing else but a betraying of this occurs which reason offereth. Oh boy, that's a mouthful here by the young King Solomon. And the expectation from within, being less, counteth the ignorance more than the cause which bringeth the torment. So here notice that uh, as wisdom and understanding is in the female, here fear is in the female. And notice here that uh, ignorance is tied into the middle of all this. And that's a fact. They promise the wisdom and you get ignorance. That's the occult. Come out of the whore now. Okay. Don't let them deceive you here in the last days. 14. It says, But they sleeping the same sleep that night, which was intended, indeed, which was indeed intolerable and which came upon them out of the bottoms of inevitable hell were partly vexed with monstrous apparitions and partly fainted their heart failing them for a subdained fear and not looked for came upon them. What a night, huh? 
So then, whosoever there fell down was straightly kept, shut up in a prison without iron bars. How do you like that? For whether he were husbandman, or shepherd, or laborer in the field, he was overtaken and endured that necessity which could not be avoided. For they were all bound with one chain of darkness. So these chains of darkness, according to this, you go back to uh, verse 14, the bottoms of inevitable hell, and the chain of darkness here in 17. In 18 it says, whether it were a whistling wind or a melodious noise of birds among the spreading branches or a pleasant or a pleasing fall of water running violently or a terrible sound of stones cast down or a running that could not be seen of skipping beasts or a roaring voice of most savage wild beasts or a rebounding echo from the hollow mountains, these things made them to swoon for fear. For the whole world shined with clear light, and none were hindered in their labor. 21. Over them only was spread an heavy night, an image of that darkness which should afterwards receive them. But yet were they in unto themselves more grievous than the darkness. Okay? So here they are swallowed up in this darkness. Here they are going to the chains of darkness. Here they are going into inevitable hell. And yet they make it worse through their fear. Now remember these people use fear they love fear. Fear attracts their fallen angels. This is their religion. Uh, that's the trouble with the uh, haunted houses and teaching kids fear when the Bible teaches us to fear only God Almighty. Okay? And you see these people worship that, used it. They use uh, trauma-based programming. That's a type of fear that's initiated on the... It's uh, put on the initiate to uh, raise them up in degrees. Trauma-based programming, and that has to do with fear. And it has to do with terror, and that's why this terrorism of today is the tool of the trauma-based programming from the Ten Unseen Merchant Kings, one of them the Antichrist. And here, you got a little glimpse of what the darkness is going to be during the tribulation against against the unholy people that worship Lucifer. It's right here. And we go on in chapter 18. It says, Nevertheless, thy saints had a very great light, whose voice they hearing and not seeing their shape, because they also had not suffered the same things, they counted them happy. But for that they did not hurt them now, of whom they had been wronged before, they thanked them, and besought them pardon 
for that they had been enemies. Okay, so what happened back there in Exodus? Did they not uh, reverence Moses and the children of Israel and that, and they loaned them all their treasure, etc.? So you go right back to Exodus. Let's see about chapter 13 and 14. Okay, to see uh, more on that. In 3 it says, Instead thereof thou gavest them a burning pillar of fire, both to be a guide of the unknown journey, and an harmless son, capital S, to entertain them honorably. So there's the children of Israel. What a great start they had back there in Exodus. Miriam and them singing the Song of Moses. For it says, For they were worthy to be deprived of light and imprisoned in darkness, who had kept the suns shut up. We're talking about this terrible, the terrible details of the imprisonment of, of Israel here. The sun shut up by whom the uncorrupt light of the law was to be given unto the world. And there it is. That's the doctrine given by angels to Israel to spread to all four corners of the earth. In 5 it says, And when they had determined to slay the babes of the saints, one child being cast forth, and saved to reprove them, thou tookest away the multitude of their children, and destroyest them altogether in a mighty water. Again, we see that. But the details in Jaser, and I uh, think that the Jaser is pretty har uh, accurate. It is. Uh, not the perfect uh, great gathering uh, doctrine that we have with the uh, uh, 77 books. But Jaser's history is very intriguing. It's very accurate. And if there's a flaw in it, it's still one of the best supplements to your Bible you'll ever see. And the details of what they did to Israel will knock you out of your chair. I'm not going to get into them all here, but they attacked the children. They just did. Even burying them in the walls that they were building. And um, not only attempting to get the midwives to kill them, and uh, they were under, went, sent the soldiers around to throw all the male ch children in the water. Yeah, this is what they did to the children of Israel. So. Okay, in 6 it says, Of that night were our fathers certified afore, that assuredly, knowing unto what oaths they had given credence, they might afterwards be of good cheer. So of thy people was accepted both the salvation of the righteous and destruction of the enemies. And notice that's in seven again. Okay. Because all this is a undercurrent to the last days, folks. And that statement there surely is. In eight it says, For 
wherewith thou didst punish our adversaries, by the same thou didst glorify us whom thou hadst called. In nine it says, For the righteous children of good men did sacrifice secretly, and with one consent made a holy law that the saints should be alike partakers of the same good and evil, the fathers now singing out the songs of praise. But on the other side there sounded an ill-according cry of the enemies, and a lamentable noise was carried abroad for children that were bewailed. In eleven, the master and the servant were punished after one manner, and, like as the king, so suffered the common person. Okay? And that all harmonizes back there. And it, they're sending us to Exodus 11 and 12 there. Yeah, we all, we pretty much just went through that doctrine. I think all of you understand what they're saying here. In 12 it says, So they altogether had innumerable dead with one kind of death. Neither were the living sufficient to bury them. For in one moment, the noblest of offspring of them was destroyed. And we're talking about that firstborn. Pharaoh condemned the firstborn of Israel. God took their firstborn, even the cattle. And do you see the undercurrent here to the last days? We know that, they, that they're going to be employing people to bury all the bones in the last days after our victory. Okay, in 13, 4, whereas they would not believe anything by reason of the enchantments upon the destruction of the firstborn, they acknowledged this people to be the little s sons of God, period. Notice here that the uh, occultists here in Egypt have put enchantments on everybody. So therefore they are blinded. And uh, all I do is fast forward that. That's going on to this very day. People are getting, uh, they're staring at their smartphone and getting dumber every day, aren't they? Okay. And uh, 14, for a while all things were in quiet silence, and that night was in the midst of her swift course. Thine almighty word leapt down from heaven out of the royal throne as a fierce man of war into the midst of a land of destruction, and brought thine unfeigned commandment as a sharp sword, and standing up, filled all things with death, and it touched uh, the heaven, but it stood upon the earth. And that is the plumb line sword from heaven to earth, and that is an undercurrent to the Battle of Armageddon in the last days. It certainly is. 17. 
Then suddenly visions of horrible dreams troubled them sore, and terrors came upon them unlooked for. Okay, so again they use the terrorism to uh, control people, and look how it's being used on them. So you live by the sword, and here you die by God's sword. 18, and one thrown here, another there, half dead, shewed the cause of his death. For the dreams that troubled them did foreshew this, lest they should perish and not know why they were afflicted. So, in the last days also, the people that are being cast down are eventually going to see that this is from Almighty God. And they have erred by following the ten unseen merchant kings and the Antichrist and their king, Lucifer. They have erred greatly, okay, by following the lies. They are enchanted. 20, it says, Yea, the tasting of death touched uh, the righteous also, and there was a destruction of the multitude in the wilderness, but the wrath endured not long. Okay, they had some backslides, folks. And they were bad. But there was always some saints there to intervene, even Phineas here that took the javelin to the uh, people that were um, causing this trial here in Israel by going to the feast in Moab. And there was uh, other places where they had their tabern tabel tabernacle to Molech that was with uh, um, the children of Israel traveling along and they felt like they could overthrow Moses. Okay, and uh, you go there to uh, Stephen's speech before he was stoned, and he talks about their tabernacle to Molech, which is Satanism, and that's just one of the backslides. There's the calf made by Aaron. Uh, the uh, Bringing the priestess of Moab right up to the tabernacle, that got a bunch of them slain. So this, this went on. That Nathan instigated a bunch of people, and the earth swallowed them. They're sending us to Numbers 16.46 here, the uh, translators are. So this is some of the backsliding, and yet... The Lord forgave them, and they could go on, a remnant of them. In 21, it, here, a number of judgments, 7, 7, and 7, it says, For then the blameless man made haste and stood forth to defend them by bringing the shield of his proper ministry, even prayer and propitiation of incense, set himself against the wrath, and so brought the calamity to an end, declaring that he was thy servant. All right, uh, they ran out there. You, you people that are on uh, Nathan's side, on that side, people that are on the Lord's side, on this side, 
that went on several times okay even over the calf uh, the uh, Levites were they strapped on their sword and went in and put it on everybody that was against the Lord 22 it says so he overcame the destroyer not with strength of body nor force of arms but with a word subdued he him that punished uh, alleging the oaths and covenants made with their fathers for when the dead were now fallen down by heaps one upon another standing between he stayed the wrath and parted the way to the living see how this has an undercurrent to the last days folks and we're almost there we're almost to the tribulation we are spitting distance to having the ram and he he goat prophecy fulfilled in 24 for in the long garment was the whole world and in the four rows of the stones was the glory of the Father's graven, and thy majesty upon the diadem of his head. And that's what, fable people? That's the uh, garment of Aaron, is it not? Okay. These table people, they are very diligent. 25 under these the destroyer gave place and was afraid of them for it was enough that they only tasted of the wrath so you see the wrath on the wicked it helps you to fear the Lord and to live sin free does it not and here we are the last chapter of good old King Solomon's wisdom of Solomon here in 19 so on we go, verse 1 in 19, it says, As for the ungodly, wrath came upon them without mercy unto the end, for he knew before what they would do, how that having given them leave to depart and sent them hastily away, they would repent and pursue them. Yeah, he hardened their hearts, he sure did. So that harmonizes with the rest of the Old Testament. Three, it says, For whilst they were yet mourning and making lamentation at the graves of the dead, they added another foolish device and pursued them as fugitives whom they had entreated to be gone. So that's another thing about dealing with people that don't know the Lord they are truce breakers and you better watch your back around them that's for sure i get reminded of that daily in four it says for the destiny whereof they were worthy drew them unto this end and made them forget the things that had already happened that they might fulfill the punishment which was wanting to their torments and that they, thy people might pass 
wonderful. That might pass a wonderful way, but they might find a strange death. Okay, so that's the dividing. And that has innuendos to the last days where the plumb line comes down. The uh, sheep on the right, the goats on the left, the uh, dark and the light. All that is the uh, wheat from the chaff and uh, the separating and the angels of the Lord will do this and they don't make any mistakes, folks, when it comes to this. They just don't. Notice here the lack of memory that was handed to them. That's part of the strong delusion that God said he would put on the people that don't love the truth. It's right there in the New Testament. You don't love the truth. Eventually, the Lord himself is going to send you strong delusions. And one of them is to not have a memory. So there you go. So you know who that dwarf moves the goalpost on everybody and he can get away with it. It's part of their technique of brainwashing the public to get them to be their own demise. That's a fact. Forgetfulness. Five, it says, and that thy people might pass a wonderful way, but they might find a strange death. That's right. For the whole creature is his proper for the whole creature in his proper kind was fashioned again anew, serving the peculiar commandments that were given unto them, that thy children might be kept without hurt. And that's going to happen again during the tribulation. I heard David Jeremiah say there's nothing good in the tribulation. He's a liar. He's a cheat. He's a fraud. This is the kind of thing in protection that God's going to give us. The undercurrents here, it just is. Seven, it says, as namely a cloud shadowing the camp and where water stood before dry land appeared and out of the Red Sea a way without impediment and out of the violent stream a green field. And the Red Sea is being used today by the devil. Is he not? Didn't they have a ceremony there at the Red Sea? What, about a year ahead of time? They sure did. Because it's going to be used for the devil's brainwashing the public. Are you saying war is a brainwashing? I'm telling you it is. I'm telling you, they're gonna, I said a million times on these podcasts, I said that uh, there's going to be war in order to make peace to these people, okay? So there's that in seven. The green field is now sticking out where the children of Israel can pass over. In eight it says, where through all the people went that were defended with thy hand, seeing thy marvelous strange wonders. And we're going to see that in the last days, folks, I can't help myself. This has that undercurrent to the last days. It just does. And this is the same protector that we have right here doing this for the children of Israel. Nine, it says, for they went at, at large like horses and leaped like lambs 
praising thee, O Lord, who had delivered them. And that includes that wonderful song of Moses with Miriam leading the ladies, and they were dancing and singing that great song of Moses, the first song in the Bible and the last song, and it happened right here. In 10 it says, For they were yet mindful of the things that were done while they sojourned in the land, how the ground brought forth flies instead of cattle, and how the river cast up a multitude of frogs instead of fishes. But afterwards they saw a new generation of souls, when, being led with their appetite they asked the delicate meats. For quails came up unto them from the sea for their contentment. 13. And punishments came upon the sinners, not without former signs, by the force of thunders, for they suffered justly according to their own wickedness, insomuch as they used a more hard and hateful behavior towards strangers. And they sure did. They, uh, that uh, last Pharaoh, he, was, he turned the burner up on them. It says, For the Sodomites did not receive those who they knew not when they came, but these brought friends into bondage that had well de deserved of them. Okay, and this goes back to them defending Egypt before they were enslaved. How did they enslave Egypt? That's right there in Jaser. They did it through incrementalism, through trickery, and the uh, counsel of these sorcerers to get them to do that. See, you see, in the Sodomites, they were just doused with fire and brimstone, and they didn't buddy up with people that came through Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh boy, what a terrible people. Their four great sex orgies in their valley a year, and the torture, literal torture of any strangers that came through. You did not want to travel through Sodom and Gomorrah in those days. Okay, they were completely against God in those orgies that they had in the uh, valleys uh, were to attract those fallen angels, the Nephilim and the Rephium who they worshipped. Uh, in 15 it says, And not only so, but preadventure some respect shall be had of those because they used strangers not friendly. But these very grievously afflicted them whom they had received with feastings and were already made partakers of the same laws with them. And that came through Joseph. You see, the, the, the whole land of Egypt was saved through Joseph, through the Lord. So they deserved, they deserved to be treated right. And... Uh, as soon as there was a pharaoh that didn't remember Joseph, and he paid attention to the Baal worshippers, Baalim, uh, 
and his uh, two sons, Janus and Jambres, and then his brothers. And they were all counseling Pharaoh to do this stuff. We have that out of Jaxer. 17, it says, Therefore, even with blindness were these stricken, as those were at the doors of the righteous man, when he, being compassed about with horrible great darkness, every one sought the passage of his own doors. Okay, so that goes back to Sodom and Gomorrah now, because we're comparing the two things. 18, it says, For the elements were changed in themselves by a kind of harmony in themselves by a kind of harmony, okay, like as in a palstry, notes change the name of the tune, and yet are always sounds which may well be perceived by the sight of the things that have been done. 19. For earthly things were turned into watery, and the things that before swam in the water now went upon the ground. 20. The fire had power in the water, forgetting his own virtue, and the water forgot his own quenching nature. 21. On the other side, the flames wasted not the flesh of the corruptible living things, though they walked therein. Neither melted they the ice kind of heavenly meat that was of nature apt to melt. In 22, the last verse, it says, For in all things, O Lord, thou didst magnify thy people and glorify them. Neither didst thou lightly regard them, but didst adjust them in every time and place. Okay? In the last days, during the tribulation, we're going to be protected, we're going to be nourished, we're going to have the angelic host helping us, we're going to be um, watching God's judgments, that's going to be increasing our faith. There's lots of good that comes out of the tribulation. It's a trial and tribulation against the unwise, ungodly people of the earth. It is our victory. It is the downfall of Lucifer.